The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. For our regular listeners, you'll hopefully recognise my voice and realise this is Ricky. I will be your host today. Um, if you'll just cast your mind back a week ago, me and Clive made a bet. Clive says he believed it would be AJ versus Naka on SmackDown just yesterday and the title would change hands and a if he was wrong, I would be allowed to host this week's episode. And obviously, for everyone who's caught up with SmackDown, you'll realise the no title changed hands. So Clive has stuck to his side of the bet and is allowing me to co-host. So you know, I'm I'm on my own this week. Uh, unfortunately, Clive can't join me. So yep, I'm sorry, folks. We're going to have to listen to my voice for about an hour and a half. So. That's that's enough for now, so we'll just get straight to the first point on the agenda this week. So Stand back. Up. There's a Camilla Mark coming through. <laughs> Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. <laughs> Cut the music. Cut the music. So yeah, unfortunately, folks, I couldn't exactly be on my own this week. Um, we are co-hosts and friends. So, Clive, how are you? I've had a better week in my life than this one. I've had quite the tummy bug the whole family has, so it's been a tough one. And to lose the bet is tough as well. So you are in charge of all the hosting this week. But I would like to say that I got a few things right for prediction-wise this week. If you would like me to run them off. Uh, yeah, on you go. Right, so, okay, Nakamura didn't walk away with the WWE title, but I was correct in thinking there would be a social media announcement of a match between them. Nakamura did win his match, uh, and I think I did say last week that Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn would somehow get back into the Money in the Bank picture. And would you agree that all those made made the headlines? <laughs> Yeah, um, when I when I first saw the the tweet from Shane McMahon, like I must admit, like my heart sort of skipped a beat, and I was like, oh my god, he got it right. But then as you go further down the tweet, it's obviously just um, talking about the winner get to got got to pick the yeah, um, and I could see where your thinking was coming from, but unfortunately for you. You were, you were wrong. I don't know if this is going to be a good thing. It might be a one-time only, depending on how I get on here. But you know, I'm, I'm happy to happy happy to take this role at the moment. Good. I wish so, you the best of luck in your future endeavours. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, shall we just get moving on with the show then? 
Yes. Would you like to make the first so, announcement? Yes. Um, so normally, obviously, we have we we talk beforehand, obviously off air, what we're going to do with the show. Now, something broke in the last couple of hours, and I don't know if you know about it, but I specifically didn't bother texting you about this because I, I wanted to bring it up on the podcast because I wanted to get your reaction to it. Enzo Amore was cleared of all allegations. I saw that, yes. So, if you don't mind, I'm just going to read a couple of little bits from his statement. Um, so, he been 2018, he was accused via the internet and social media of misconduct during an alleged incident in Phoenix several months earlier. So this is part of, this part's interesting. He says, prior to the date, no law enforcement or any other official had contacted him regarding such claims. So, so it sort of goes on and just to say, like more or less, just sort of abbreviate sort of what he's saying. He's happy to be cleared, and he just sort of wants to move on now, and he's now going to see what he wants to do, what ventures he wants to do now, and what he wants to do with potential wrestling career or, or a career outside of wrestling. I just wanted to get your take A, what are your thoughts on it and B, is there any chance he will end up again in WWE or in wrestling with another promotion uh, To answer the second question there is every possibility of that because I mean you see lots of people who've got a coloured past whether true or untrue make a name for themselves in the wrestling world later on I mean, look at the likes of Rich Swan. I know that's a touchy situation, but you get Rich Swan, Moose, even the likes of Austin and stuff like that as well. So people do get back into the wrestling business, and I think for heat magnet purposes, having someone like Enzo in the promotion might work for them. It just like especially if he's off the leash when it comes to more adult content and a an independent promotion. I don't think he'll make his way back to WWE though and what I do find quite interesting is his claim that he only found out about the charges at the same time as everyone else which is apparently the reason that WWE fired him in the first place and there's two different versions of the story there so I'm not really sure what to believe and it's quite not damning of WWE but if, if it is true that Enzo didn't know then what is the real reason that he was fired then? Apart from just being an arsehole. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, here's uh, my take on it. I think, it's difficult to say because at the time when we first found out about the incident, um, we, were, we were sort of led to believe that Phoenix Police did speak to him or at least wanted to speak to him so he was aware of the allegation. They've obviously denied it but at the time I do remember reading things at police well either wanted to speak to him or had spoken to him about it so he had knowledge of the uh, accusation in regards to but in regards to like the actual clearing of him it's just it's good that there's been some sort of answer to it Um no matter what the outcome was no matter if it turned out he actually did commit this crime or what's now come out that he didn't, or has been the police have dropped the case, dropped the charges, uh, not enough evidence, I think it says. Then, it, like, so I said, there's been no winner because 
the girl who's potentially made has just made it up. Again, it's still for me it's still a little touchy because they say that there wasn't enough um, evidence. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it didn't take place. It just means they might not have enough evidence to prosecute. So, mm. so it says the, the, the police department recently informed Cabinet's Council that there is insufficient evidence. <clears throat> so that can be interpreted a couple of different ways. So, but like I say, it, it's it's oh, it's the incidents. They've dealt with the matter for now. Like I said, there was never going to be any winner because you potentially had a woman who was who was raped, or you had a, a, a man who was wrongly accused, and his career really nosedived at the moment. But in terms of a pop up in wrestling, maybe yeah, to pop back up in WWE, I don't think there's a chance because I understand they've took people back with a check, uh, they've taken people back because like even though they've had a checkered pass, but I think. If it is true that he did know about it and didn't tell them, I think that's that's the sort of that's that was the main reason I think why they sacked got rid of him. Maybe they were looking for a reason before it, and they've just found and they decided, well, here we go. Now we finally got the reason. So I I'd be I'd be quite surprised because there's that element of trust. Um, can can your employers Vince specifically trust you again? But it's difficult, but it's just it's good. It's over and done with now, and now we'll see if he actually does come back in wrestling. In terms of, do I want to see him back in wrestling? I really couldn't care less in WWE because I was not a big fan of him anyway in the first place. I got the whole gimmick. I got like you know it was like people liked it and everything, but I just in ring ability wasn't. It really wasn't that great. So I'm not too bothered if he comes back into wrestling, but at least you sort of get. A, defi- a almost sort of definitive answer of what's actually what's happened um, and now both people can potentially move on with their life I think one of the things that you need to pay attention to in his statement was that he said he's going to have a look at his behaviour and his lifestyle choices why would they say that? That's the thing like maybe I, mean, I don't know I think he was though I think he was in Phoenix and around that time so I want to say he was at a it was either a Foo Fighters or a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, I think, in around that time. So maybe like, you might just be thinking the people he's there with or the people like, who he associates with at the moment. And maybe, maybe this is all just a way of, like, look, I'm showing you that I'm, I've cleaned up, I've learned my lesson, and I'm not going to do those things I've done in passing and with the hope of potentially coming back into uh, WWE. Because, like you say, because, because the police have deemed them, have says there's not sufficient evidence like you said if he does come back it could be like a sort of almost a feel good story if you know what I mean just in the sense that you've had someone whose career in life was potentially over in the sense that he was going to be put in jail potentially but now he's come back and he's back in the WWE but like I said I'd be kind of surprised if he came back just because of if it's true that he knew can we trust you if anything is going to happen in the future maybe not to this scale but just anything else mm-hmm. the big question is though do you think Enzo will be all in on September the 1st <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he'll be all in but there will be a lot of other people that's going to be all in and so other people already are all in aye um, obviously that was sold out and was it like 29 minutes 30 odd seconds so it was, le- it was less than half an hour where they sold 10,000 tickets 
So whether it's going to be Cody um, taking whoever's holding it to NW World's Championship, uh, whether that's going to be Nick Aldis or not, I don't know. But collectors considering if that I can't I can't remember whether or not that match actually was announced before tickets went on sale. Um, I'm trying to think, but I'm not too sure at the moment. I think so it was, even if it did, idea, so. was it right? So even if it, then that's just one match it's been announced. So they sold out based on the reputations of the wrestlers, and I think I don't. I, do you remember having the discussion quite a while back? I think when it was announced, we says, "Do you think they need some sort of special guest, special attraction to sell out?" And at and at the time, I said, "Not not a chance. I think they'll do it quite. I think they'll sell out very very quickly and easily." without that but I suppose you could always say Okada would be that sort of high profile special guest um, special announcement because a lot of people in America and probably if you've never really been to a show in Japan you won't really have seen him live so yeah like I said the fact that they sold out that quickly it's it's impressive um, and like I said I'm, I, think, I think it has the potential to be a real good show just that some of the other stuff that that's coming along with it that you know I'm not I'm not a massive fan of and it just sort of it has you sort of scratching your head and just wondering what your thoughts are what is it you're what is it you're scratching your head at specifically that I've saw people tweet and and say things along the lines like Cody and the Young Bucks or whatever and or All In now have have Saved the wrestling business. Yeah. I was unaware that the wrestling business was in need of saving. It's one of those ones you don't know where to start with. But firstly, I've got no wishes with it selling out. I don't even think Okada coming on board was necessarily what made it a, a certainty that it would sell out. I think it was always going to sell out, maybe just not as quickly as it did. Um, yeah, I agree. But there's just there's a lot of I think the only people that have a voice with this at the moment are sort of sore winners and sore losers if that makes sense. There's no middle ground. There's, I mean I've heard a lot of people just generally happy that they're going to see all their favourite indie stars at the one event and a special like special showcase of all their favourites and stuff like that. And I get that it's fine, but people have started arguing about scalpers. My opinion on the scalpers side of things or ticket touts. Um, in the grand scheme of things, you're always going to get scalpers for shows, and it always like I think SummerSlam's quite a lot. It's quite a high percentage of scalpers that are going to SummerSlam. Well, not going to SummerSlam, if you know what I mean. So, in the grand scheme of things, it's not as bad for all in. And there was a, apparently only two hundred or so that had been in the secondary markets for selling the tickets. That's a hard thing to gauge because those secondary tickets the secondary markets, they could sell and then more could go on, so it could be another, a constantly like a constant sort of amount of secondary market tickets on the go, so it's really hard to gauge how many, what I think the problem is people are saying they won they didn't, they won a bet with Dave Meltzer that's all it was, people seem to forget that this happened because Cody was coaxed into say, Meltzer said I don't think they could sell out an independent show for 10,000 seats and Cody say challenge accepted. That's what this all stems down to and that's what it all boils down to as well. It's, it's, but what's happened is, and I don't know if you agree, but there's very much a us versus them mentality with this one and it's a anti-WWE versus pro-WWE and 
people can deny it, but there are people out there. I mean, I saw someone saying that they hope All In sells a bunch of tickets and pisses off a bunch of people in the process. Why? Why do you want? Why do you want to piss people off just because a show sells out? Why does that give you um, satisfaction? Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Right. Well, to go back to the whole ticket tout thing, that that's that's just that happens at every single event. Aye, it's not a big like, deal. Whether it be wrestling, uh, whether it be wrestling or any other social thing. Because look, I'll use an example. I was trying to get tickets to go to the Philadelphia Eagles and Jacksonville Jaguars game in Wembley in October. So I'm sitting on NFL UK website and. I'm trying to get two tickets for me and my wife, and ultimately, by the time I got through got through the queues, I was only able to buy one ticket, so it was separate seats. But I didn't bother doing that. So then I checked again, and another sort of hour later, just to make sure, just to double check. At that point, they were sold out. Right? I then went on to StubHub, I think it was, and the same tickets that I was going to get for like 120 pound or so it was, were going for like eight, nine hundred pound. So it happens. You just, you, I don't. Not so much you need to accept it. But you just need to sort of, I'm going to contradict myself, but you accept that sometimes these things happen. So that's that. Um, in terms of the whole us versus them mentality, yeah, I mean, like, people can deny it, but it's, it's so blatant. Um, and there's a real vitriol, a real hatred towards WWE in the terms of when, they're, when they're, it's not even that we're so pro indies or quote unquote indies are pro, so pro all in. It's just, why do you need to compare the two of them? Like, why, like, that I don't get. It's like, can't you just enjoy one or the other or just enjoy both? Um, and, and that comment that you say is that I hope they sell a tonload of, uh, a shitload of tickets and piss off a tonload of folk or whatever, then what, 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 why, what do you gain from that? I can't remember like, where I saw that, but it's just, it's yeah, okay. I, 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 so, because you told me about it and I went and found it, I'm not going to say where us. So I don't understand the mentality behind that person's thinking here. Uh huh. I personally wish that. I don't understand what you personally gain from that. Um, let me put it like this: I don't believe Vince McMahon is going to bat an eyelid about this. Well, he probably won't. But I wonder. I'm not. I'm unapologetic in my support of WWE. I know I'm critical of the product, but as an overall company, I'm happy with what they do, all the things that the charity, extra things and the content on the network. And I think you've already... The amount of smart cities is increasing by the year, and especially with how successful the independent stuff was at WrestleMania weekend this year. There's a... Gen- there's a a lot of hate for WWE's product at the moment. It might be rightfully so. It's not really for me to say because people hate certain things and they're going to stick by that. But these smart fans are becoming more vocal at all the arenas every week now. And look at Roman Reigns as an example. He's getting booed out the building left, right and centre. And I think as we draw closer to All In, as Cody Rhodes is basically becoming the master of the indies, um, there is an us versus them going on, and it's it's a shame because it's going. I think it's going to affect more like more arenas and chants. There's going to be so many chants, and as we get closer to September, people will have a, a microscope on the product for WWE, and if it's not up to T, where they probably usually have the same level of quality at September, it's just after SummerSlam. Nothing major is happening around that time. 
But if they don't do something big, then it will be seen as a failure because all ins just happened. And I think the, the sort of support that people have for WWE is fragile right now. And if you've got all in and all the other independent stuff going on at the moment, thriving and fair play to them, it's just going to cause a bigger divide and there's going to be a lot of hatred between fans and it's going to cause a lot to carry on. There won't be fights or anything, but it's kind of, I liken it to um, the old firm rivalry in Scotland, the Celtic versus Rangers. There's no matter what happens, people on both sides of the fence are going to hate each other with quite a passion as well. And it's it's not a season to debate anymore. If you've got people on Twitter and whatnot just really angry with what's going on, why be angry about a show selling out? I think also, like it goes, it does. Like I say, it goes both ways. In the sense that you can't go around hating on WWE just because you're not a fan of the product. Because just because you're not a fan doesn't mean other people are. And just because other people are and you're not doesn't mean they're wrong or you're right. And the other thing, like, don't go around hating on All In and Cody and everyone that does like it. So, like I say, just, just enjoy whatever it is you like watching. We don't need to like the same things. We don't help. You don't even need to like the same promotions. How you don't even need to like the same type of wrestling. Like ultimately, that's all what it is. You can say what you want on oh, no, WWE is this and or oh, uh, independent Ring of Honor, New Japan, blah 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 is is something else. But oh, no, ultimately, it's the exact same thing. We're watching professional wrestling. It's just diff- the art form is presented and done differently. That I can't understand the whole us versus them mentality. I don't understand why you'd feel that you should alienate another company or just another portion of the fan base just because they may not like what you like. Mm-hmm. It, I, I say, for me, maybe it's just a simple way of thinking, but why can't you just sit down and just enjoy the quality of matches that several different promotions put on? Aye. And, and what I will say is look, WWE is not all bad as some people might like to make out. And and the independent scene in Ring of Honor, New Japan, all these other places aren't as as impeccable or flawless as other people make out as well. Like, they both have good shows Some, some and, and those matches sometimes have unbelievably great matches and some might just be like, no, that's not a very good match. So, just enjoy what's happening in the wrestling business at the moment but enough with the, the hate and just the vitriol and why you feel you need to align yourself with with one other company, if you're going to do that then then why not support that company or that brand or those wrestlers or that type of wrestling as opposed to I'm going to now throw as much dirt and shade on the other company as opposed to supporting the one you like, you'd rather Focus your energy and picking flaws in the other other company, and oh. that way you're as if you're showing your loyalty to to the the opposing the quote unquote the opposing side. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. The Monday Night Wars with WWF and WCW was mainly measured. It was merch to a certain extent merchandise, but it was mainly measured with the, the Nielsen TV ratings. Mm-hmm. Obviously, things have changed these days because all these independent companies they don't get as many ratings as WWE, who who themselves don't get as much 
um, rating as they used to, but through a different like sort of unit of measurement, such as social media interest um, or merchandise sales, do you think we're seeing a sort of modern day version of the Monday Night Wars? No. Nope. Fair enough. Nope. Uh, it's, a, it's an emphatic no. It's, <laughs> oh, well. I, like, I know where you're coming from, and I get it, but let me see. It's like comparing, and I don't mean any kind of disrespect, right, but you're literally trying to compare Manchester United to the WWE with someone like, let me see. Just a, a let's just someone like say Everton, for instance. I'm I'm, pr- I'm probably being generous there when I say Everton, if I'm honest. And for teams for for an American audience that don't really understand it, so it's basically comparing say the New England Patriots with let me see, um, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, no. I just oh. felt like um, doing that there. It's like comparing the New England Patriots and say someone like uh, the Arizona Cardinals, for instance, who have never won a Super Bowl. So, as, as great as Ring of Honor, etc., is you can't really compare it at the moment because as an overall yes, I business. I, I, yeah, I understand where you're coming from in terms of merch and social media, etc., etc. But the reality is, like the WWE is like is the machine. And I, I get your thinking. I just, I just feel like, like yeah, we do see Cody, we do see a lot of the like being the elite and etc. etc. and the Bullet Club and all these other people. We see them all over YouTube and all over Twitter and stuff and Facebook. But maybe that's because, like, they can say those things. They are their own boss. Yeah, exactly, exactly, like. In the it's, like you said, I, I said earlier on that ultimately it's the same thing we're watching, but there's so many different rules and and regulations that the WWE guys need to adhere to that potentially coding everyone else can can do what they want in a sense. Um, so like I said, I understand where you're coming from. I just don't think they're comparable whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Just overall, not just con- not just product. No, let's say is in terms of product exposure, etc. Like WWE is king and will be king for a very, very long time, I think. Um, but let's say is it, it almost feels like we are shitting on the WWE's competition, but we're not. It's it's, it's we're being realistic. Like Vince doesn't see them as competition. No. Like if if, if he did. You would see something along the lines of what took place um, just when the, in the when the Monday Night Wars were starting and sort of taking off, and, and when they were at peak, he would go off in a different direction. He would he would change change course. I don't like know, we I... can say so much, and we can say whatever we want about him, but he's not that daft. Like I think if he saw a genuine threat, he would look look to do everything he could possibly can to snuff that threat out and. As of right now, people are still bitching and moaning about it. Like they have been for about a year now about WWE storylines. Clearly suggests that Vince hasn't changed his ways and doesn't see anyone as a threat to him. 
I think that I don't think he was as impulsive in the first time the Monday night was. I think he was slow and patient with himself. It just so happened to get the likes of a heel Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin fall into his lap all at the same time. And the stars just yeah. aligned. I don't think it was right, we need to beat them. As far as we're aware from what uh, the likes of Bruce Pritchard and that say, they weren't like all gun like we need to beat them. They were just they made sure that their story still made sense and stuff like that and with that came the success that they got. Yes, I saw that in a documentary as well. But I think also I think there could be an argument to be made that TNA from round about oh four ish to about oh seven ish was a probably a bigger threat. Than today's indie scene. Yes. Oof, that's a, a bold, bold claim there. I, I, I might not be able to back it up very well, but I think just because at that time, like maybe they never ever they never really saw him as a threat. But back then, like TNA were putting on like excellent stuff. Um, and I think in terms of like the indie scene itself, it's what you've just said, the word that you've just said, scene. It's not like it's one company. Like mm-hmm. I understand he can lose some of these guys to the end of the scene, but at the end of the day, Vince can pay money that no one else in the wrestling business can. And some more Joe sort of said it during the week as well. There's a reason why WWE sort of gobble up these indie guys because the indie guys aren't getting paid what they should be getting paid, and Vince can pay them. Uh-huh. I don't think that Cody and the Young Bucks see it as a versus WWE thing because WWE does more than ten thousand twice a week. I get that, but then why, if you don't think it's versus a WWE thing, then why would you go outside some of their st- uh, arenas staging a takeover? Maybe you're just doing it to get exposure, but... Was that specifically with All In in mind? No. No, I th- like, remember, was it was it Anaheim? I think it was Anaheim. I don't remember when they were outside the arena and it was Cody and it was uh, the Bucks and there was a big group of fans as well where they staged their own mini takeover, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um like if you don't, if you don't, um, if they don't, if they don't have that way of thinking, and maybe why would you do it? But I guess it's a case of well, it's exposure. Um, I'm not sure, but like I say, I don't think. My bottom line is I don't think Vince is going to bat an eyelid about all in, mm. and I just feel, I feel like as as fans we are we're not we're too busy trying to too busy trying to insult other people or just laugh at other people or or mock other people who don't watch the same same type of wrestling or, or promotion as you mm-hmm. as if it's a bad thing um, like there is no there isn't a cool thing in wrestling to watch if you know what I mean like if you only watch one specific thing then that's fine but if you watch it all then you know good for you if you don't, then yeah. good for you. Really. Like you know, so I don't understand why why there is that kind of us versus them mentality. You shouldn't be attacked for supporting what you watch. Well, yeah, exactly. Like I've I've seen enough people saying, "Oh, fuck WWE." But if that's the case, stop watching and stop commenting on them. And mm-hmm. I've also saw enough things like, "Oh, I guess I'm not cool because I don't watch Indies." You're like, no, like enough. Just just enjoy what you're watching and. See if, I'm, I'm sort 
If they really want to make a statement against WWE, then they should actually go through with the cancelling the network and leaving during main events and stuff like that. That's when they'll take notice. Yeah, and, and funnily enough, nobody seemed to leave early in London when Roman was at Raw. That's because Roman was tearing into Big Jinder. <laughs> yeah, or maybe it actually was in New York traffic like some people thought. Aye. Will we talk about WWE then but, for a while? Oh, sorry, you're the host yeah, tonight. We, 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 yeah, we, we didn't want to be negative. And like I said, I feel like we presented enough from both sides there. Um, but overall, like I say, it's all in. Um, um, the actual event will be good. And, you know, you're sold out in less than half an hour. Well done. Um, but people need to remember it's like a, it's just a one-off show. Potentially, that's what they, they build it as. And, potentially. Yeah, you know, potentially, yeah. And we'll see what happens. But, you know... Let's just enjoy some decent wrestling, but yeah, let's just um, we'll move on. Um, I know, obviously, Raw was over here in the UK. Um, we'll, always, we'll touch on SmackDown in a moment. There was obviously some qualifying matches as well, and obviously, you just alluded to Gender and Roman. Um, I'll keep that aside for a minute if you don't mind. I just wanted to talk to you, get your thoughts on the Ronda Rousey getting the title shot, Money in the Bank. <laughs> Well, because at first when I saw, I thought, oh well, I thought, oh Nia Jax just saying I would like to face her. I didn't think it was a case of it's actually going to happen. So, but yeah, on you go. I was kind of surprised, but I'll let you go first. First of all, anything could happen at an event. It's not set in stone that uh, she'll win. There is every chance of some interference. There's every ta- every chance of some sort of weird f- finish because we've seen many a weird finish with AJ versus Naka. There is also a chance that Ronda Rousey wins. So seems as because people seem to think that is what's going to be the inevitable outcome. I'll go with that one. And I was worried at the start before Ronda even came into WWE proper that she's going to get hot shotted and put in front of everyone else. And I enjoyed the WrestleMania match. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it for what the, the sports entertainment that it was. And it seemed like she was taking a back seat because she was involved with a friendship with Natty. Look, see, there's another thing. She could get screwed over with Natalia. I think that's actually more plausible right now than Ronda immediately winning the title. But again, if Ronda does win the title, and I'm going to take the house show matches in the live circuit she's having with Mickey James over in Europe just now, apparently she's doing three matches with Mickey James one televised match still can't act her way out of a paper bag and she's get, she's apparently, let's just say she is going to win the title do you honestly think that's fair on the rest of the division who work their asses off and have done for so many years now You've got the likes of Sasha and Bailey wrestling their hearts out every week, and then all these to- all this talk about Vince McMahon wanting wrestlers to grab the brass ring, and he just plucks it from their greasy hands and just hands it straight to Rousey because of name value. She doesn't. Her name doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care about UFC. I don't care about the Expendables. <laughs> She's. She doesn't deserve it. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, so here it is, right? 
I'll lay out, I'm going to say a few things, right? So, I can't sit here and say, give her the title. Because of what I said last week, I said, I didn't want Carmella having a title because I didn't want to watch sort of matches for the women's title. And I also say is you can't put the title on someone who's still trying to learn and who's still raw. So I I have to say that out of principle in this sense as well. You cannot put a title on someone who's had one professional wrestling match. So but that's not I don't know how to feel, if I'm honest. I feel like I need to get to money in the bank and actually see her winning the title potentially. And then seeing how I feel at that point. I know it sort of feels like I'm I'm sitting on the fence or I don't want to commit, but honestly as I So, I just sort of want to wait until Money in the Bank and just sort of... Like if it happens and she wins the title, I just want to see how I feel at that point. But I understand that, that what the point I made last week about Carmella, it's, it's valid and even probably even more, more, more valid this week than it was last week. I just, like I said, you can't have, quote-unquote, the top guy... Top, because ultimately the person with the title is effectively at the top of the food chain you can't have that person learning on the job so but so I, I've got, I want you like kayfabe then kayfabe wise who who is in a position to challenge Nia Jax from a strictly kayfabe angle because I don't think there's anyone um... and I, under, I, I understand non kayfabe that people can say well uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks have been going on for a while but maybe that's the whole idea of it um, well maybe you could have booked Natalia as she came over and maybe you could have done something different with someone else you could have put Ember Moon in there a wee bit sooner, I don't know but strictly kayfabe wise from everything that's happened on TV from a pure kayfabe aspect like, is there anyone? Aye, there's a couple that I can think of, is Alexa Bliss still hanging about with Mickey James? Well, Alexa Bliss has now been beaten twice in a row. Is she still hanging about with Mickey James, though? Are they still pals? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, what was last week on Raw, wasn't it? Or the week before, I think it was, when mm-hmm. so, you know, when, when, when Mickey attacked Natalia. So, you've got Mickey. Like, Mickey could have went down the road of, you don't talk to my friend like that. You may have beaten Alexa, but I'm going to take you to town. So, you've got a seasoned veteran in Mickey who might be able to get a, a more than decent match out of Naya you've got I know but, but is, it, is it that kind of like I've just been Batman so why am I going to take on Robin she's well she's fighting for her friend isn't she oh yeah you've got the Riot squad Ruby Riot could cause havoc she is part of a stable so they can all gang up on Naya and that's a feasible option because Naya's got three girls to attend to um, to deal with so you're immediately thinking, right, it's not all going to be on Naya's side, the bet, the betting odds, so to speak, because there's outside interference at play. That could have been a credible one. 
she could have done a I'm going to offer a spot a title shot to my new best friend Ember Moon they could have done Kurt Angle could have got his head out of his arse and said right Sasha and Bailey it's time for you to put your differences aside once and for all although you've been sort of left in the sidelines I do understand you've both put in some hard work so we're going to have a number one contendership match just the two of you the match must finish with a conclusive victory and the winner will face Nia Jax at the next pay-per-view anything but Nia Jax naively saying yes I'm going to take on Ronda Rousey who battered fuck out of Triple H uh, and I'm going to challenge her to the women's title yeah um, <sighs> like I said, you you could have you could have gone down the route, but I think you could have held this match off to at least SummerSlam, because, like we said, we've got you you could eat like I said, you would have Ronda and the Mickey James food, and then the blow off to that you could have obviously Natalia turning on Ronda, so that takes up say what about eight 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 seven eight weeks potentially, and then you're now gearing up towards SummerSlam. I just need to wait until we get that how it's going to work. I I would be I would be so surprised if Ronda doesn't win the title. So would I. Uh, even even with I don't even with outside interference, no, I don't think so. I could maybe see a case like when Natalia turns on Ronda, like maybe a month or so after it, and then they have potentially gone into SummerSlam. It could be them too, but. Yeah, I'm surprised if she wins it, but I'm also surprised they've done it this early. Like I said, because she's had one professional wrestling match. I understand that yep. you can put as much work as you want behind the scenes and down at the performance centre, but to get out there in front of that live crowd and in front of that many people and actually doing it live and running through a proper match is different from doing it just sort of like in training. Because when you're behind the scenes, if you make a if you mess up something, it's fine because you can try and fix it, but Let's say, and it's also that whole aspect of performing under the spotlight as well. Obviously, our history with the UFC will kind of help with that, but still. Um, well, it's one match. I, I can't get past that. It's only been one match, and the people are moaning about the quality of the match between Car- Charlotte and Carmela. Do you think Ronda's going to carry Nia to a decent match and vice versa? I don't think so. That's going to be one rubbish match. That won't be good, easy to watch at all. It really depends how they book it, and then ultimately how they if. Mm. There's no better experience than having plenty of TV time, or even house show matches, but especially specifically TV time because you've got to take into account all the right the referees telling you to lie down for another five seconds so the camera can zoom in on you selling. Needs to take all that stuff into account. She needs more practice. And the only way she would have got that properly was if she would have tagged with Natalia for a couple of months, even if they're not on pay-per-view, uh, and tagged against some bad guys, bad girls or whatever, and then Natalia sort of does the screw job and they fight each other. Natalia, not my favourite, but she's skilled and experienced enough to be able to help Ronda learn the ropes as it happens and do well with that. But to put her in a title match and possibly have her win the title... When, apart from the Be A Star campaign nonsense, I thought Naya was doing a good job. 
But they're just going to say, nah, let's just give it to Rhonda instead, who's been in the door for five minutes. Because she likes to, she likes wrestling. I think... Obviously, we saw a um, backlash that the crowd already started turned on her after that speech. Not her fault. So, yeah, exactly. And I'm wondering if maybe they're just going to go ahead and turn her again. But I wouldn't. I think she'd done all right as a face. There's nothing wrong with a face versus face. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes heel versus heel. It can be fine. I, like I said, I, I think it's difficult to get the whole she's only had one match out of your head. And and like you say, in that match, like because of a tag match, you can still sort of hide someone. And she wasn't exposed too much either, which was a good thing at the time. But she's now going to be exposed, and she is now literally being thrown into the wheels. And it's, let's see if she can sink or swim. I probably wouldn't have done it. That fact, I wouldn't have done it this quick. I actually thought she wasn't going to hold a title, if I'm honest, until next year because. I thought they would probably go Charlotte and Ronda Rousey because I thought Ronda was eventually winning the Royal Rumble. But I, I'm more intrigued if the if they do put the title on her, how are they going to book her with the title? And I know this is not a conversation for today. This is for a one for post Money in the Bank. But I'm I'm intrigued if they do go down that route of giving her the title, how they go about booking her after it. Aye, I'm not really wanting to, as you say, that's another conversation for another day because I just don't think she'll be able to hack it. She, I just, She's not ready. She's not ready. I know she's had a fun match at WrestleMania, but that's all. One match and the rest have just been segments where she beats people up, she, but she's not done the selling or anything like that. Even when she did sell, when Triple H slammed her through a table, she looked like someone had stolen her candy or something like that. It was awful. <laughs> Um, and as it, like, she 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 is just naturally would be much better as a heel. Exactly. Because in the in the UFC she came across as like I don't want to say just like not a very nice person or not very likable, but she just came across as someone you might not what you might find it difficult to root for. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm kind of probably putting that nicely if I'm honest. But says this whole smiling and being protective of other people, that's going to come to an end at some point because she's such a, she'd be such a good heel. I think it would be quite interesting if, if it was her that turned on the Natty. Yeah, yeah, that would be. See, um, everyone... I mean, I like, you, know, you, know, you know I like Natalia, so um, face or heel, I'm a big fan of hers. So it, that would definitely be, it'd be something different. Because everyone seems to think it's going to be Natalia turning on her, and I'm one of them, but that would be something that would definitely would be different. I just think that they're, with this possibly happening, that they're putting the they're jeopardising the credibility of the women's division right now just because she's not ready. And if I just wanted to touch on the SmackDown women's main event scene for a second, since we're on that tangent. Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised at my reason for this. The Asuka Carmella match that's been announced for Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Right, so obviously last week I was going on about Carmella and I got quite a bit of heat for that. Fair enough. I understand why. It's just I feel that she's been booked well. We're not supposed. <laughs> to, we're not supposed to think she's a good wrestler because she got a mutant to help her win the briefcase at Money in the Bank last year. Her gimmick has always been that she needs help. So I don't mind how she's been booked. She's annoying. She's, she's doing her job well. Anyway, apart from that, 
out of nowhere, Asuka, who's done nothing on SmackDown, absolutely nothing on SmackDown, gets a title shot. Based on reputation alone, she does deserve it, but storyline-wise, it does seem to have come out of nowhere. What my worry is, see if Asuka wins, fine. See if she doesn't, and Carmella retains, people are going to be absolutely furious. Like, And that's not going to help the people that are on the fence at the moment with this anti-WWE stuff. It's already fragile, that relationship. And people were very angry that Carmella retained against Charlotte. How do you think they're going to react against Asuka? Eh, against so, Carmella, the thing mean with Asuka? So I know what I said last week, so I'm going to almost sort of contradict myself. Let's just say, maybe maybe that's the idea, that they want to piss off people, that she had her beat Charlotte, then potentially beat Asuka, and then let's just say she beats Becky Lynch after that. Maybe it's just to piss people off, because that's the kind of character she is. She's not. She's not a likable character. She, you you want to, you want to hit her yourself. Not that I'm condoning men hitting women or anything, but you understand where I'm coming from. Like you just want someone to just beat her up. So maybe that's what they're going with. They just want to, people just to absolutely despise her. Aye, there's a Vicky Guerrero about her. So I don't know. I honestly don't know how I'm going to react if she beats Asuka clean. I will hide and under my pillows and say oh shit here we go so yeah like again I'll ask you again kayfabe wise kayfabe sense who who should get a title shot well kayfabe wise I don't think it makes much sense because Carmella hasn't done anything massively wrong for Paige to just come out and say yeah I'm going to feed you to Asuka um, Asuka's been pretty not absent but didn't I Correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Asuka make her intentions clear last week in a, one of those selfie videos that she was going to be in Money in the Bank? <laughs> yeah, but we're not supposed to remember week-to-week well, stuff. that's my point. Why should we not? It's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to compete in Money in the Bank. In fact, scrap that, you're just going to get a title shot anyway. But I can't, I can't remember, I don't know if she said if she's going to compete in Money in the Bank match or she just said I'm going to compete in Money in the Bank. Oh well, but but like I said, kayfabe. But like, I don't think there is anyone you can say, or from a kayfabe uh, aspect, this person definitely deserves to get a title shot because there isn't anyone that stands out. Like, I understand like Becky Lynch and stuff, but kayfabe sense. What the hell has Becky Lynch done recently? Apart from com- qualifying last night, nothing really. But sometimes those are the ones that you need to watch out for. Carmella hadn't done much nearly a year and then she won the title so I think Becky, I, Be- they've got a history as well Becky Lynch and think Carmella go way back especially with James Ellsworth involved they've got a history there I say it's just it's one of those ones now where I just need to it just depends how they go about booking this match and, and ultimately who wins and how they win because if you're going to beat Charlotte Queen, then you have to beat Char- Asuka Queen, you would imagine. Pecking order-wise, yep. So I'm just worried that there's going to be another backlash with this one and it's going to tarnish SmackDown's credibility because the superstar shake-up, everyone was going on about how this is SmackDown's loaded, but there's nothing standout happening at the moment and that's has been a month removed now. Mm-hmm. Am I being a bit impatient there? 
I think you're going to start to see stuff now, though. I think they had to get backlash out of the way, and now they're gearing towards money in the bank. And now, because now I thought, once backlash was out of the way, you would start to see other storylines develop, but now the storylines are developing for money in the bank, so you might need to wait until post-money in the bank before we really start to delve into other stuff. Uh-huh. Like, they're doing a good job so far of holding off the Miz and Daniel Bryan, for instance, but, you know, like I said, some of these storylines will start to come come through after money in the bank, and then once money in the bank's done, you'll have that whole potential year-long storyline of who, when this person might cash in as well. Speaking of that, speaking of Daniel Bryan, sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Big Cass must be in the shit house. <laughs> no, um, no, I, I don't know. Oh, he's, like, be, he's been embarrassed by Daniel Bryan twice now. Uh, but it's Daniel Bryan. Like, let's not forget that. I understand they want to play up the whole "you're small and I'm big" and blah blah blah. I'm bigger and stronger and etc. than you, but. At the end of the day, it's Daniel Bryan, um, one of the best wrestlers in the world, and you you need to ha- you need to give from a storyline point of view. Depending on where you're going to go with it, you you still need to give Daniel Bryan those moments as well. So, Aye. Cass, I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do because obviously you'd imagine this is going to lead to another match at Money in the Bank because I know oh, Cass has got a, I know Cass Cass has got the match next week against Samoa Joe, so. I would imagine Joe to win that I also wouldn't be surprised if maybe Daniel Bryan came down and pretended to get involved or something like that just to annoy Cass that a little bit more but I think they'll have another match at Money in the Bank Oh how about this Daniel Bryan's obviously got a bit of a temper on him with Big Cass at the moment Daniel Bryan's out right he won't be in Money in the Bank fair enough but what if is it just Big Cass and some more Joe just the two of them in a match just just the two of them right so some fantasy booking for you what if Daniel Bryan's fed up with Big Cass even though he keeps beating Big Cass when it matters the most Big Cass keeps putting in his words putting in his cheeky words and then Daniel Bryan has enough because during the match Big Cass is like slagging him off or something like that and Daniel Bryan comes down and attacks Big Cass which means that he wins from disqualification and Samoa Joe's angry with Daniel Bryan. Samoa Joe's a very good heel, but he's getting cheered in the process. What better to get him booed than to attack Daniel Bryan after the match? So you've got for maybe not money in the bank, but SummerSlam or something like that, Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe? No. Oh, right. Okay, then. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, I like the idea and I like the thinking behind it. It's just that I would rather just sort of play this, get there, there's Daniel Bryan cast storyline because I think you can give... Daniel Bryan Joe later on in the year I, I don't want to get it straight away so and also I want Joe in the Money in the Bank match I don't want Cass in that Money in the Bank match at all because I think if Joe's in it then I, there's a real good chance that I might pick Joe to win it but I think it probably will be Miz that wins it but if Joe's in it then I think there's a good chance he might win that match and like I said I just don't want I just don't want um, Big Cass in that match at all well, if he's not in that match, then I think we can answer the question that he's not getting this big push that he was supposedly getting. And if he was, and he did say something backstage or did something that Vince didn't agree with, then his push has been quashed. Would you say so? Yeah, it just kind of depends what push they had in mind. And that's something we might never know. Um, I'm, like I say, we we both not a fan of him. So... If if 
this supposed push doesn't happen, then you know I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Mm-hmm. Nah, neither am I. I'll sleep but, better um, actually. Just sort of going back to to raw. If there anything else that stuck out, I know we're going to we'll be hitting on Seth and 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 KO uh, later on. But is there anything else on Raw that, that stuck out you want to speak about? A couple of months ago, Sami Zayn, along with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn was the heel of the moment and he was getting rightfully booed when upon his return from a medical medical retirement, he attacked Daniel Bryan and he was a big heel. Now he is involved in a storyline where he's going to bring, what's his face? What's that guy's name? Bobby <laughs> fucking Lashley's sister to Raw. To... Oh, that is absolutely horrendous. Like, did, did did I miss something, right? But when the fuck did this become a storyline with Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley? I thought that match at Backlash, that was it. And now we're suddenly we're getting Sami Zayn up against Bobby Lashley. <sighs> Lashley already feels another guy. See, I'm going to put this out there. He always was another guy. Probably, but I just sort of felt like I'd give the guy a, a, a chance, clean slate, because I wasn't a fan, like I said, in his first run, so I'll see what he does now, but mm, don't really care. And I'm not really looking forward to meeting his sister either, unless Sami Zayn brings a fake sister in. I can see them doing that, actually. <laughs> They're bringing a fake sister. <laughs> yeah, I... They just, I think they're just going to use him as a comedy act again. Instead of being the bad, the big ass heel that he can be. Yeah, so I just don't know why we're getting this feud or where they're going with it. I just just get it over and done with. Like, and it's a shame because it literally seems like you don't have anything significant for Sammy. Because KO's now in the in the Money in the Bank match, but Sammy isn't. So it's almost like we're back to where we were two years ago. I but. There's still that thing going on with Lashley and that. Kevin Owens is still involved in that. Did we really care about it in the first place, though? That's what I'm getting at. Oh, not in the slightest, no. No, I I just think the less said about Bobby Lashley at the moment, the better. I think, um, in terms of, in terms of Raw, so yeah, there's a couple of things we obviously want to talk about, but why don't we just do a quick lightning round in terms of just a few things we liked on Raw and Smackdown as well like like Ross Geller's lightning round exactly like Ross Geller's lightning round <laughs> okay. the lightning round as Jim Cornette would say Ross Geller is a heel anyway <laughs> Right, aye, so just go through a few of the things and we'll quickly discuss them before we move on to the closers of the show. So we'll, we'll, we'll stick to Raw for a second. Seth and KO, your thoughts? Another excellent match. Wasn't as good as, as the Miz one. There was a familiarity... Oh, that's easy for me to say. A familiarity between the two. Um, it was almost as if they were going on autopilot and there wasn't much emotion or anything, if that makes sense. I mean, it was. it was a really good match. Very well sequenced, um, really w- well laid out, but it's as if 
they were just they didn't even have to think about it, and that that came across to me. So, um, in in Seth Rollins' last couple of months, it's not my best match, but it was still the better match, probably the best match over the la- the couple of nights of Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, like I thought, I thought it was a really good match. I really, really enjoyed it. The the fa- the Falcon Arrow on the apron was just absolutely sickening. Um, that was no, let's say I I was I might I might be slightly higher on the match than you are. I'm not saying that you like you said you, it's not that you didn't like it. I thought it was a really good match and yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Um, it was good. Moving on, yeah, moving on. Um, Roman Reigns, <laughs> it seemed like was beating up Jinder all night long. Um, you know they had the fake wall where they speared them through that. They, they opened up the show with it as well. So yeah, poor Jinder took an absolute beating. Um, but that, that's like that's just that's just been in line with what Roman's been pretty much from day one. But he just kicks the shit out of whoever he's in a feud with, who he's facing. So I, I must admit, I enjoy I enjoy some of those. I enjoy some of that. I enjoy the the spear, even if it was through the fake drywall, whatever kind of wall it was. But yeah, I thought it was all sort of kind of funny in a sense. When he was just like I say, it just seemed like he was beating him up all night long. Two th- two things about that. Um, one thing that made me laugh out loud was I was reading it because it was being recorded earlier in the UK. It was just someone in Lords of Pain was putting up the results just quickly as bullet points so people could catch the major talking points if they wanted to. And it was talking about a match and then it said, Roman Reigns is beating up Jinder again. And that was the end of the paragraph. And it <laughs> just moved on. Uh, but the other yeah, thing... No. It did sort of seem almost comical when you were texting me as well, but yeah. in a good way, I think. But this is not babyface behaviour at all, is it? No, like, in this... And, and I feel like we, we call this a lightning round, but it feels like now we're going to start talking about Roman, it's not going to be a lightning round, but Roman's not a babyface. Let's just get that straight. He is not a babyface. It's not possible to turn someone heel who isn't a babyface. Mm-hmm. Simple as that, but I think we should move on because we we, we can have that discussion later another day. It's just the, his actions. Um, I know there's anger, but that's just ridiculous. <laughs> his actions warrant the booze that he's getting. His actions warranted the UK marshals. The Strathclyde police. What down in should London? Have been called, should have been called. Uh, Scotland Yard should have been called to the O2, O2 Arena mm-hmm. and brought him down cuffed him <laughs> yep um, right so moving on um, I enjoyed KO Elias and Bobby Lashley I must admit mm-hmm. uh, I quite I quite enjoyed that there was a there was a <laughs> there was a moment in the ring <laughs> where, where um, Elias shouted at KO they want to walk, they're walking with me and then KO, I think, said something like, I don't care or I hate you, and then they started attacking each other. I found that quite <laughs> quite good. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed that match. Um, so KO's now in the Money in the Bank. So how many have we got for the Money in the Bank so far? Is that... Is it five? Five? Um, six, I'm sure. Is it six? Because you've got some more Joe and Cass. Oh, I'm sure I saw a picture. I can't remember. There's, it's all happened very quickly, and it's hard to keep count of who's in it. So on the Raw side, it's... Um, KO I can't remember Braun yep who else was Bobby Roode Bobby Roode so and then from Smackdown it is The Miz and um, Rusev 
And one member of the New Day. Which we don't know who that will be. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably going to be Kofi or some sort of... Because I kind of hope it's Big E, if I'm honest. Well, but I have a feeling it could be Kofi. Because of the whole ladder thing. Yeah, but I mean, Big E's excellent. Well, know? there's been rumours that he's been, he'll be getting a big push, but mm-hmm. that's the whole rumour mill again. Yep. Yep, so um, that's that's all I've got to say from the Raw side. Um, Smackdown, if the Usos and the Bar, if what their little match they had on Smackdown, if that's anything to go by, I'm ready to see a fully-fledged uh, feud with those two. I, I thought it was a good match as well. Um, I when 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 it was getting announced or what the concept was, a part of me seemed to think, wait, they're going to do a tag team title match, but obviously, sorry, a tag team Money in the Bank, but obviously they explained the rules behind it. But I, I enjoyed that match. I thought the the sequence, the ending was quite good as well. Um, so let's like say I'm hoping it's going to be Big E. It's going to be in that Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. One thing about the tag team scene on SmackDown, I'm starting to think that. Bludgeon Brothers winning the titles was a bad idea because unless there is a possibility of sanity calling out Bludgeon Brothers because Bludgeon Brothers, I keep saying, who's, who wants to play? L- looks to me like they've not actually got any plans for the Bludgeon Brothers at the moment. So they've not got plans for the WWE, the SmackDown tag team champions. That doesn't sound very good to me. And, and like I say, we're still, we're still what, what are we like? Four, is it four weeks on Sunday, I think we are from um, Money in the Bank. It's still plenty of time for Santa to answer the call. And then post Money in the Bank, we've still got the bar in there as well. So there's there's a couple of feuds there to keep keep us going to SummerSlam. I still think um, there should always be a programme with the champions involved at all times. Maybe, maybe this is just it. Maybe they're just like... Because like I say, we had six weeks, I think it was, between Backlash and money in the bank or five weeks or whatever it is so that's there's still plenty of time there's still at least three or four more smackdowns to build up a potential sanity versus bludgeon brothers feud i wouldn't i wouldn't worry too much just now if i was you when with regards to sanity for anyone who's not really paid much attention to the sort of fringe sides of things i know eric young's good and killian dane's making a real good name for himself but keep an eye out for alexander wolf i think he's been a sort of a good, a well-kept secret. I think he's excellent wrestler. He's quite the suplex machine, um, and he's a dab hand in the ring. So I think he's one to keep an eye out for in terms of just overall quality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we finally saw the debut of Mister Andrade CM Almas. I I did see something that you says um, I'll let you explain what you said and your thought behind it if you want what was my thought <laughs> you basically says that are they going to go down a sort of jobber route with Almas oh, right, um, or do we, do we not have something planned for them etc well it's worked for a few people in the past where basically they have a wrestler who goes through all the local talent they can find Braun Strowman Nia Jax did it a couple of years ago and it's worked to varying levels of success for other people I'm not sure if I'm happy with it happening for Andre and CM Almas, but if they're just going to have him going on a mini winning streak and beating all this talent, showing how good he is, 
then I'm willing to be patient because whether we like it or not, all these NXT call-ups, there's not really got many plans for a lot of the NXT call-ups from the top of my head. The Iconics are the only one that came in with, that made an impact and they had some sort of storyline made up for them. Authors of Pain have got nothing going. Ember Moon, mm, not really. No way who's oh, she, she went. She went straight into the Money in the Bank though, so... Uh, no, and, and and she beat Sasha and um, I wouldn't say that's straight in though I mean she came in and she teamed up with the WWE Women's Champion and then a couple of weeks later she was in a qualifying match with Money in the Bank but I think like so maybe maybe you might not agree with this but do you not think maybe when Zelina Vega took the, the microphone and says this is it this is what you had lined up for. Is like we don't get anything else. There's no like basically saying where the hell's the competition. Do you not think that maybe they're going to go down the route of just a couple more weeks, giving them jobbers ultimately where someone answers the call, someone like a Randy Orton or a Jeff Hardy or you know someone in the mid card. I, do, I don't so want. I think I, th- I think they might be going down this route where I think I think there was a reason why Zelina Vega took the microphone and said what she said. Probably. I mean, as I say, I'm I'm willing to be patient. Uh, the reason I went off in all the call-ups there is because, as well as last year as well, they've not got plans for all of these call-ups. That's quite evident. So I'm willing to be patient because I think eventually his talent will shine through. I'd r- much rather it was Jeff Hardy than Randy Orton. I'm fed up with Randy Orton. I don't want to see him again. So, um, and 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 that's the thing. Like what you say is there, his talent. Right, I. I says like after the match he had with Alistair Black and stuff. I says that this was before Seth Rollins started tearing up week after week. Really, he was doing it for a while actually. Sorry, I like for me, I would put Almas in the same sentence as AJ Styles now. I think he's that damn good, um, and I think that's the difference between him and some other call-ups that have come up. Like he is just that damn good, um, and for me, there's no real rush to throw him right into into a title picture but I, I, I do think you will I think they are leading into into giving them a decent feud because like I said I just I find it hard to believe that what Zelina Vega says it wasn't said like for a reason I think I think um, the US title scene is a good shout because Jeff one of Jeff Hardy's strengths due to his general sort of hotness as a baby face is he's good at getting heels over so I think it could work. That could be a good rivalry. I know Jeff Hardy seems to be a bit banged up at the moment. Whispers of him actually being injured. Um, mm-hmm. If he stays fit enough to have a programme with Almas, get the title onto him straight away and go on a dominant run, I'd be all for that. Just mow through the, the division. Here's the thing. Almas is only 28 years old as well. So he's he's just a baby, really. Mm-hmm. A young, he's a young guy. Yes, in the grand scheme so, of things. Yep, yep. So, um, finally, if we just want to finish up with, well, a good thing was um, I actually thought they weren't going to put uh, Becky Lynch in the funny the bank ladder match. Kind of, I'm glad she is. So, I, I was I was scared for a bit that I didn't think they were going to put her in it. I think now that she is in it, it's just a chance she could win it. Um, hopefully, maybe we don't know, but I thought. I didn't think they were going to have her win but like I said it was nice to see that uh-huh. I'm not sure if that will be I don't I've not got enough faith faith in creative to think like 
two birds with one stone so I don't think that Becky will win the briefcase but I do think that she won that just to further the story between Paige and the Absolution mm-hmm. girls I think that's what all that was about yep makes sense mm-hmm. and I, like I said because we talked about Money in the Bank there Alexa Bliss better not win that damn Money in the Bank Oof. so finally we got AJ Naka for the 20th time in the last week um, obviously your prediction doesn't come true but thoughts on the match and this potential stipulation yes the the shackles seem to be off for this match I think they were I don't know if it was literally a case of Vince wasn't there Vince didn't come over to the UK or something like that but the shackles were off they had a more free free flowing match Naka showed a bit more edge again with some a bit more high impact moves and some sort of pretty vicious kicks I, I did prefer it to the other ones. I don't think it was the best match of, over the two nights. I still think that went to Seth and Kevin Owens, but it was still the better match that they've had. And to have a definitive finish with Nakamura pulling an Eddie Guerrero on everyone was nice to see as well. That he's not Beautiful. just got the um, hit someone in the balls in his arsenal. He's got the making out as if he's been hitting the balls. So his heel game has been upped again and he's cheated to advance. Stipulation. I don't know if they need a stipulation on a Money in the Bank pay-per-view unless they make this a ladder match as well. But Yeah, I mean, the ladder match would negate the whole no DQ, no countdown stuff as well. It would. That I mean, you'd, said, you'd hinted at a, a last man standing match before, but that would be pointless because they've already fallen to 10 before together. That's and, why I thought they would do no DQ, false count anywhere, or no DQ, um, uh, no, f- um, someone has to win by submission and pinfall, like no count outs and stuff like that as well. Uh-huh. Um, the actual match, I, I, I enjoyed the match as well. The finish was just, was excellent, I thought, because you, you, I can't remember the last time you saw a finish like that, where someone faked the injury, like that classic heel, I just said Eddie Guerrero type tactics. Uh-huh. So, uh, nice. yeah, I, uh, I enjoy I enjoyed that overall match. In terms of the what the stipulation might be, the ladder match, yeah. Um, I mean, it would be the question: that is it not going to be overkill with three ladder matches on the pay per view? Um, but I think it's definitely going to be. I think it could be either be a ladder match or it will be like a like no DQ falls count anywhere, you no know, count out sort of thing. Where you will get a definitive winner this time, and I think that will be the end of the feud. Mm-hmm. One thing I would see that reverse exploder suplex. Oh, wow, that's yeah, a that was excellent. That's such a good Beautiful. move. That. So that wraps up the lightning round. It wasn't very lightning, but I mean, we hit on a few subjects, but I think we got through them quite quickly. Um, right, folks, we um, we spoke about this in quite a bit of detail, me and Clive. So we're, we're actually going to try out a new segment. Now, the segment might come on every week, or it could be every other week, or it could just be whenever we feel like doing it. <laughs> so what the, the the segment itself, it's a... Uh, we, got, we got the inspiration from the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook page. Every Saturday, they put up a thread, and it's called Shoot Saturday. So we sort of got the inspiration from that, because in that thread, it's basically everyone sort of... Either venting or just expressing how they're ha- happy, with, how, how happy they are with something. Just whatever you feel, just put it into that thread. And 
it's where people voice a lot of opinions. So we're not disrespecting. We're not. We're not trying to laugh at it. We're not, we're not calling that thread out. We just got inspired by it because a lot of people put put things in that and and put things on Twitter that you might like. Oh, I'm not sure if I agree with that sort of thing. Um, so like I said, this is not us shooting on that thread whatsoever. We just we we are really inspired from it. If I'm, if I'm being honest, so what it's called is it's called Wait a Minute Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> So the Wednesday obviously being because we record on a Wednesday. So if you don't mind, Clive, I I have a narrative that I saw on Facebook and Twitter now for a good couple of weeks, for a good long time actually. If you don't mind me, if you don't mind if I go first. On you go. The narrative being right that <clears throat> that you are forced, or if you don't agree with with some people's thinking on what you should be watching and what you shouldn't and how storylines and etc are developing and the Roman Reigns one is a perfect example of that um, so for me when people are pushing their opinions on other people so hard that this other person sort of ultimately agrees with them I, I find that's happening far too much these days and so for me I, I just I really don't agree with it. So I've got to say, Clive, wait a minute Wednesday. <laughs> so for me, like, why on earth, like, for me, and I, I understand it, like, why can't you just look at something and enjoy it and just take it for what it is? Why can't you just just allow it to take you on a roller coaster and just sort of come to a conclusion with yourself? And, and for the people that, that feel like they know it all, why do you feel the need to force your opinions on other people so hard just, just to sort of, because because you don't have the same belief as them, you feel like no, I'm right, so this is what's happening, and everyone else must feel that way. What I will say is, a good friend of ours, and he's been on the show. Rance wrote an absolutely excellent column for um, the Chairshot.com. It was fear mongering wrestling, and it's it's absolutely perfect what he's, what he's written. So I, I definitely implore everyone to go on and have a look at that. But my main point being just that. What, what? Why? Why do people feel the need to just enforce their opinions on other people? And why do you? Why can't you just accept that some people might not agree with you? Like we don't have to like the same thing. We like different things, but some people that's not enough for some people. Some people feel the need to have their opinions heard and their opinion only. <laughs> do, do Do you see where I'm coming from? You're sounding quite angry right now. It's just. Look, there's some people out there that feel like their opinion is more valuable than other people's, and if you don't agree with it, then you're wrong. You're like you're flat out wrong, and are not even willing to listen to the other side of the argument. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I agree, but you, you did touch on that earlier when we were talking about all in. I suppose exactly. So, I just I feel like like it's I've said it so many times. Wrestling is subjective, like. Just come to your own conclusions. Just let your imagination sometimes run wild, and just and just enjoy whatever it is you like, and just enjoy and take from wrestling what you want to take from it. Don't allow other people to force their opinions and their beliefs onto you. It's just, it, it, like I said, it's happening so much, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's coming from one side or it's coming from this side or it's coming from only one specific audience or part of the audience or everyone's doing it. And I understand, so I'm, I'm basically here to sort of say, like, 
and I understand what I'm about to say sort of contradicts my point because my point is stop listening to other people enjoy wrestling and just you know like stop listening to other people apart from the social suplex podcast network exactly like just enjoy whatever it is you enjoy watching and don't allow other people to influence what you want or what you don't like so look man just 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 sit down watch the wrestling and enjoy it and just allow yourself to be sort of like taken away with it and stop sometimes even just overthinking things mm-hmm. so like I say I just wanted to get it off my chest I feel like like I say it's just it's coming far far too frequent now where some, someone has a different opinion from someone else but this say, so pe- say, uh, person A feels if need to force their opinion on a person B and ultimately make them agree or cloud, cloud their judgement and if person B retaliates to person A person A thinks he's an asshole yes yeah or you know or doesn't understand it or doesn't or doesn't appreciate wrestling or because they may not like what they like it's subjective we all like different things we watch wrestling for different reasons mm-hmm. I have a a pretty short one I'm talking about my instalment for this part of the segment I'm not talking about anything else that Joey Ryan would be jealous of <laughs> This tweet is. <laughs> Go on. Why do we still live in an era where the UK television broadcasts are taped? WWE. Why can't these be broadcast live to viewers on Sky Sports WWE? These are the Twitter handles. Why can't these be broadcast live to viewers on Sky Sports and then American fans can watch either live on USA Network or the original slot where the show would air live normally? Wait a minute. Wednesday. US is it USA? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what else is it? The the network. I mean, oh, half like in the country. Yeah, as basically, apart from the the general fan base, the WWE audience, Vince has got a boss, and that boss is USA. They tell them what they can do and what they can't. They tell them when they can go on. I mean, USA wanted them to work on fucking Christmas Day and New Year's Day, for God's sake. They're not... Sky Sports are a subsidiary. They're not the... They don't determine what WWE do how many times a week. So, while I understand your plight, because I am from the UK and I have to deal with watching programmes at ungodly hours, but you just that's one of those things you just have to live with it and move on. Or move to America, whichever one. But that's not going to change. There we go. <laughs> it's 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 kind of unfortunate. It's not going to change. It is unfortunate, like, and like at the end of the day, American ratings is king. Like that, it's an American-based company. It's an American company, so obviously it's going to be tailored to that audience and that that network, that network, um, that network's audience. We understand that, but like I say, from just from a pure selfish point of view, like it would be, it would be damn nice if we got a pay per view over here, or even though like you said if the Raw and SmackDown went out live, like I understand like the, the massive, like such a tight big time difference because even if Raw airs at say eight o'clock live over here, East Coast time that's three p.m. where everyone's working. Mm-hmm. So I understand why they do it, but it would it would be nice though if we eventually did maybe get a pay per view. And I know Triple H said on Sky Sports News a few weeks back that we will get a pay per view at some point. Like I don't even care. I don't want. I don't care if it's WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, or SummerSlam. Just a pay per view would be excellent. 
It'd be good. And it, it, it would be nice if it was up in Glasgow as opposed to down in London. <laughs> it would be nice if it was in Dumbarton Town Hall. <laughs> Just me, you there, and wrestles. Uh huh. Like one of us, no, like, one of us shouts, "Let's go, Cena!" and the other one shouts, "Cena sucks." <laughs> no, so yeah, I'm. I think I, I can see where you're both coming from, but like I say, it's from a selfish point of view, it would be nice if we, if we didn't have to stay up till stupid o'clock watching pay per views, and it would be even even nicer if we somehow managed to get a pay per view, a live pay per view over here as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes so, I sort of have a, a wee chuckle to myself when there's people moaning about saying they have to stay up till half eleven on a Sunday to watch a pay per view. It's like, well, uh, I've not we got much up, sympathy. We, we, stay, <laughs> we stay up till like something. Like we either stay four up four aye. half four and then go to work for seven o'clock in the morning with two hours sleep. We, so, e- aye, we either stay up till stupid o'clock or we wake up at stupid o'clock. It's either or. To watch it, to watch it before we work. Yep. And then we're moaning about it on Twitter at half seven. <laughs> and to each other uh-huh. yeah so folks that was the debut ep- um, segment of wait a minute Wednesday um, hopefully you can give us some feedback whether you liked it or not uh, um, we may need to tweak that because it was just a brainstorm within the last day or so so yeah, so let's like say it was just something we just had a couple of things we wanted to sort of vent and sort of vent about and sort of get off our chest and we just thought that was a that was a good way of doing it and adding a, just adding a new nice new wrinkle to the show if we can get some feedback if you don't mind um, it will be taken on board so I I don't have anything else to add I don't think um, if you want to move on to the quiz yep see just before we do that I do have one thing I'd like to talk about um, a few of you on the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group and on Twitter and on Instagram and stuff like that and just general friends are aware that we are doing a special NXT episode on June uh, 6th I think it is where we'll basically be looking at the upcoming 20th NXT TakeOver which will be taking place in Chicago and you'll find it in the show notes of your podcast app when you've downloaded this episode, there'll be a link there that takes you to a survey in that survey it'll ask you questions like favourite TakeOver favourite male champion, favourite female champion some daft questions like what's your favourite entrance music and stuff like that so We've got a good few responses so far. Hopefully we can get more responses and collate uh, overall consensus and we'll discuss those findings on that episode. Hopefully we are, we're hoping that will just be NXT only discussion that night. So we'll look at the findings from the survey and preview the upcoming Chicago take- takeover as well. So I'm looking forward to that one. Hopefully you can contribute. That's all I was wanting to say about that one. Obviously, now we're going to move on to the quiz, but I just want to quickly, one last point, sorry, um, <laughs> when you were talking about, I should have said it when you were talking about the UK shows. Folks, see when the WWE come back over, and I think they're back over November. For everyone that goes to a Raw show, please cheer Roman. Because if we cheer Roman, right, A, because he's great in the ring, we should be cheering him anyway, but B, Vince will hear the cheers and be like, I want to go back there, and they might give us the pay-per-view, or he might just even move the headquarters over here. Win-win situation for us, folks. Good luck with that one, Ricky. Yeah, right, so let's move on to quiz. So... <laughs> it's fucking quiz time! With Ricky and Clive and friends! A fucking WWE quiz! It is one of your favourites. I will be doing it as a Who Am I? Fantastic. 
So I have six six questions, um, six two allies. So here we go. Number one, I am a one-time intercontinental champion. Okay. I am a two-time WWE tag team champion. Okay. I am a one-time NXT tag team champion. And for for you to guess, this week I've only given you three clues just to make it slightly harder. A one-time NXT tag team champion. And a two-time WWE champion and a one-time Intercontinental champion. Did you say two-time WWE champion? Tag team champion, yeah. Tag team, right. Oh, that's a toughie. I thought it was going to be Roman Reigns at first, but that's not the case, is it? No. No. Tag team. I mean, I set up that survey just recently. I know all the names of the tag tag teams in NXT. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Pass. Luke Harper. Oh, Luke Harper. Right. So, his, um, I think one of them was when, remember when... Randy and Bray held the titles. Yes. They done like a any one of the any two of the three could defend it. Mm-hmm. Right. Question number two. I am a four-time WCW Cruiserweight Champion. Okay. Okay. I have held three titles in ECW. Not easy. necessarily the same three, but it could be any three. Oh, right, okay. Okay, and the final one is... Oh, sorry, here we go. I am a two-time WWF light heavyweight champion. I am Tajiri. Wrong. Thought so. Would you like? Uh, I'll give you one more clue if you like. I can make it up on the spot. I know it already. Okay. I debuted well in the WWE, and I came in as part of a group. Oh fuck! No, I've not got it at all. Pass. Mister Dean Malenko. Big Dino. Dean Malenko. Number three. I appeared in a Royal Rumble while I was still in NXT. I am a one-time NXT champion. Right. I am currently on SmackDown. Andre Dalmas. Yes, correct. Okay. I debuted in March... 2002 right. okay mm-hmm. I have won both I have won both a Royal Rumble and a King of the Ring Um. okay <laughs> <laughs> I have won both the IWGP heavyweight title and any kind any version of a WWE title I am Bork Lesnar. Fuck Brock. Fuck Brock indeed. Okay. 
Mm. I was in NXT, but I never won any sort of title. Keyword being, I was, right? Mm -hmm. I have been on both brands since the split. Mm -hmm. I am a four-time WWE champion. Ugh, you're making that up, whoever it is. <laughs> Not at all. NXT that they didn't win anything. Both brands, four time. Have they, four times, Daniel Bryan. Is it Daniel Bryan? Probably because he's not been on the boat. No, he's not been on both brands since the split. Oh, since the split. Oh, I don't have a clue then. I am currently on Raw. A four a four time WWE champion that's currently on Raw. It's not what you're thinking. So think the opposite of what you're thinking. Oh, Alexa Bliss. Yes. I didn't want I didn't want to put women's champions, I thought that would give it away. Mm hmm Okay, here we go. Now, I would appreciate if you let me tell you all three clues, but if you, after one or two clues, you can guess. But just let me finish it, right? I am a one-time United States champion. Okay. I am a one-time one WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Or W. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you know it? No. Okay, here we go. Final clue. My nipples are so big that they look like cow's udders. Well, you can get treatment for that, Ricky, if that's something that's really bothering you. <laughs> not, not at all. Not the slightest. Is this a joke we've had recently? I mean, just put the image of a cow's udder in your head and what does it look like? My nipple. I mean, I've said it before to you. Sorry? Oh, the, the name escapes me entirely. US champ, one time. One time? Yep. One time WWE champ, and they've got big nipples. He's held both the, he's he, he's, <laughs> he's held both of these titles in the last 12 months. Has Kevin Owens got big nipples? Oh. No. Kevin Owens has been a world champion in the last 12 months? No. Or a US? Was he? Ah, it was because he was having his stuff with AJ. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. He's currently, he's, he is currently on Raw, still being beaten around the O2 Arena as we speak. <laughs> oh, Jinder's nipples, that's right. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> that is your six for the week. That was a poor effort from me tonight, I have to say. What did you get? You got two? I think so, so three, aye. three. You got three. It you got like... Brock, Almas and Alexa Bliss. It felt like I got a, a lot less. You started off poorly. I did. And ended poorly. So, that is the conclusion of the quiz and thus bringing an end to the show. Um 
So before we do any do before you do any shout outs, I'll just quickly shout out a few things if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. So, folks, um, we implore you to check out the Social Suplex website. We have plenty of content on there. We've got plenty of columns and a lot of um, there's like several uh, podcasts on there as well. We have One Nation Radio slash One Nation Live as uh, with Rich Latter. We have Outsiders Edge with Rance and Carl. We have Keeping It Strong site keeping it strong style sorry with Joshua and Jeremy we have the wrestling wash with Caleb and we have a brand new show which I believe debuted was it last week I believe it was yeah um, a new indie show called Grown Men Watch This Shit um, <laughs> so yeah guys <laughs> get, um, please check out all the columns download all the podcasts it's available on Podbean Apple TuneIn Radio and Stitcher uh, and as Clive always says every week, please rate and review our podcast and all podcasts on the network. Um, continue sharing uh, the po- our content. Continue sharing the name. Uh, keep downloading. We appreciate the support. And long may it continue. You did a far better plug than I ever do, so fair play to you there. Oh, sorry. Also, um, please join the Wrestling Square School on Facebook as well. You can find myself and Clive on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter, we're at Ricky and Clive. Um, I also would like to. Um, no, that was also. I've got. I've got both plugs in there. So yeah, <laughs> um, I'll floor is yours now. Uh, first of all, congratulations straight out to yourself for hosting tonight. I think you did a fine job. As I said, there you've, average. You've done better than I have with the plug. So you've got you've got points there. Uh, I do apologise for the some technical difficulties tonight. There's some connection issues with the computer. I'm not sure what's going on there, so hopefully we'll get that sorted and it doesn't come across too badly on this week's show. Shout out to all the guys in the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. Shout out to the people whose opinions we tarnished on Twitter in the what Wait a Minute Wednesday segment thing. Let us know what you think about that. Um, I've not got much else to say. Well, shall we call it quits for the night? Uh, it's um, been a pleasure, guys. Uh, continue, like I say, please continue downloading and, and showing support because we really appreciate it. Yeah, we do that. We, we love you all. Yep, we do indeed. Take care, guys. Night, night. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc